0: Hello. You know when Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade ended, we saw Indy and the crew right off into the sunset. All right. To me, that signal, that's it. We're not going to see Indiana Jones anymore. We're done. Yeah, we're, we're done.
1: It, it's, it, but, it's over.
0: But who would have thought 15 years later, Indy would return. All right. Let's talk about it. Okay. That is Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. I am Kerwin. This is Keith. We are Father Son Galaxy. Thank you once again. If you're new to the channel, welcome. Uh, If you're not a subscriber, we're asking you to please subscribe. All right. Uh, So just hit the button, please. Just hit the button. It's very easy. Very easy to do. Okay. We're still on our race to 1,000 subscribers, so we're getting close. All right. Uh, So Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay. I saw this movie actually. uh, you know, I took your mom to see this movie back in 2008, the year it opened.
1: Big disappointment. <laughs>
0: okay. Like, yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Well, anyway, it was muddled. I really A couldn't quiddle, follow. Quiddle, 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 quiddle. Yeah, I, you know, we, we saw it, and we just, you know, left the theater, like, shaking our heads. You know, like, what was this movie about? I don't know. I, I didn't and we still get don't know. Okay. <laughs> well wow, man, you, you're way ahead of me. Okay. All right. Well, so... And we only saw it once. I only saw it once up until, you know, uh, a couple of days ago. We saw it. I saw it again. You saw it for the first time. And guess what? I still couldn't follow the plot. I mean, I still had no idea what was going on. Um, But, you know, I'm I'm trying, you know, know, we're not going to talk about the whole movie, obviously. It is a spoiler review. You know, the movie came out, you know, a few years back. We don't know. I, I, you know. I'm not gonna go through every single step of what happened in the film. We're just gonna talk about okay, the things well, the that
1: basic plot is. Yeah, we'll
0: talk about the things that we like. Maybe the things that they could have improved. But go ahead. What do you want to say about it?
1: Basic plot is basic is like to make it really simple. Nazis try to find some random coffee. Well,
0: well, not Nazis, right? So it's the Russians this time. Okay. Well.
1: Oh, yeah, Yeah, the Russians, right, Right.
0: okay, yeah.
1: So they replaced them with Russians. All right, so the Russians try to find some random call, then Indy escapes, gets captured, meets Raven and Mutt, gets captured again. And pretty much just it's a series of him getting captured until he gets triple-crossed. And then there's an explosion. Rolling credits.
0: Okay, all right. So yeah, so let's 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 break it down and talk about it. You know, so of course, you know, Indiana Jones is older, he's aging, and you know, Harrison Ford, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what age he is, he's gonna play indie. you know, real, you know, like whatever he's experiencing at that moment, whatever age he is at the time, that's gonna be indie. So there's no shame in Indy growing older, right? Yeah. All right, so that's cool. Um, so Let's talk about there. There are two, it seems to be two plot lines going on with this film. One regarding the, the Cold War. Let's start with that. You know, so this is taking place in the 1950s, late 1950s. So we know that the, the US and Russia had very tense uh, relationships. Both countries were creating nuclear weapons, and we you know, well, not that I, I was there, but you know, from at the time, you know, no one knew when anyone was going to launch the next bomb, right? So this is coming after World War II. It's 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 you know, the the, the relations between US and Russia is at its all-time height. It's, it's it's at a level, peak level. Um, so you know, people, you know, were concerned about um, the atomic bomb and nuclear weapons, that was something that was, uh, that was real. that was very prominent. So that was one part of the, the, so- the story. Uh, the second part had to do with aliens. All right? So that was yeah. Would, uh, yeah. something you want to say about that?
1: No. Just... Okay.
0: So going back historically, back in uh, 1947, there was a, a city called Roswell in New Mexico. Where there were claims that uh, conspiracy theorists, you know, claimed that there might have been um, a UFO sighting or aliens landed on the planet. There was debris that came from the sky. And, you know, you got these people out there thinking, OK, well, you know, the debris is a spaceship. You know, came out of nowhere, dropped down. Sense. Well, I mean, look, hey, this is what people believed at the time, you know, that, you know, there was. Uh, they life. thought,
1: they thought correct, but still, that's yeah. crazy.
0: Well, that there's life outside of, of Earth and that there was, you know, some proof that, you know, maybe this debris, you know, the US military, you know, claimed it was, you know, something that belonged to them, it had nothing to do with something that came from another planet. But, you know you got your people out there are gonna believe what they want to believe so there was a story going on that um this area of new mexico was um visited by you know creatures from another galaxy all right not star wars all right i wish so, yeah yeah nothing to do with star wars too early uh so so this film you know the crystal skull was seemed to try to combine the two stories together and i'm not sure if that was their goal or I, if they I don't knew know. what they were doing well right so uh, what i know is that it, it both the both storylines the cold war and the aliens had to do with russia russia was involved in both sides right so um so we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about well the goal of, of russia so for some reason they're interested in finding out this uh uh, this this alien life form that you know maybe has some unspeakable power um, that you know you know they were very interested in getting. In addition to being the first to be in a position of having atomic weapons and, and nuclear weapons and 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 be this powerful nation and just intimidate other countries, you know. So maybe that's what it is. So they wanted both. Um, but I noticed there were a couple of things that were brought to my attention. I want to talk about one. There was a scene uh, where Indy is being uh, interrogated by Irina, who was played by Kate Blanchett, by the way. This is one of her earlier roles. Um, I don't, you know, it's not something I would say is her best role. Hello was, was better. Well, right. I, yeah, I would totally agree with you. You know, so this is, you know, a big role for her, but, you know, she was still new. She is one of the best actresses. You know, in Hollywood right now, um, but at the time, I think maybe her her um, her portrayal of this Russian soldier or spy was more of a caricature. Um, but you're right. You know, her role as Hela in Thor Ragnarok was yeah. was wonderful.
1: Without the accent.
0: Yes, <laughs> without the accent. You you're working on your Russian accent. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. I'm
1: working on a lot of accents.
0: Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very good. All right. Um, so there was a name that was mentioned. That, of course, you know, when I saw it in two thousand eight, didn't really mean anything to me. But now, the name J. Robert Oppenheimer. The name Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer seven twenty one
1: twenty three. Yeah. yeah. Ironically, that's a month from today.
0: Yeah. It, very interesting. Yeah. So that name was brought up, Oppenheimer. So Oppenheimer, you know, was considered the father of the atomic bomb. He was a part of the Manhattan Project. I'm not really sure if that's
1: something you want your name to be tied to.
0: Well, you know, it's yeah. He's an American.
1: Like, imagine being, imagine saying, "I'm the father of two kids. I'm the father of one kid. I'm the father of the atomic bomb."
0: Yeah. Well, at the time, that would be
1: funny at parent drop-off.
0: Yeah. Well, what do you? What does your dad do for a living? Well, he builds bombs. Yeah. I mean, but throws them. But again, you know, that's that's the sign of times back in the day. You know, that was very real. Uh, so yeah, so he was well known for that. He is an American physicist. He's you know he is from the United States. So again, US had to compete with Russia, you know, on nuclear weapons. So he was really prominent in that. And next month, as you mentioned, there will be a film called Oppenheimer, directed by Christopher Nolan. Which yes. will give us more of it. It looks really good. You know, when we went to see you know the Flash, uh, that played. And oh, played oh, that played, and that looked really good. And by the way, well, you know, well. We'll cover the flash, you know. Once and we're I'll try done to that. hold
1: my tongue
0: once we're done with Indiana Jones. But thank you, everyone. Let's see what we have for Q&A. Who do we have? Alex Oppenheimer regretted creating the atonement bomb. Yeah. I would too. Well, I don't know the whole story, but I am looking forward to seeing it on this on the big screen next month. Um, you know, we Why don't know you how tickets? accurate. I can go into the movie theater and buy tickets the same day. So, you know, I'm not worried about I that. I can watch Of Mace. course, I get tickets. Like
1: I can watch Macy. You, if mom can see hey, it.
0: And, you know, that's a good point. You know, as far as having you see it, I think it's a PG 13 movie. Right?
1: I'm pretty sure it's R. Yeah.
0: It's R. You think it's R? Well, let me you know, That's this. out of the question. But I doubt it. You know, Christopher Nolan doesn't make R rated movies. So it's probably PG 13, but it's going to well, be. Well,
1: apparently ex- he does. It's a three hour war drama rated R. I'm surprised.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that is not something that you can see, unfortunately. Yep. Okay. All right. So looking forward to, to Oppenheimer. All right. Um, so let's... Uh, con- any. Okay. So let's go through and talk about the cast. All right. Thank you again, Alex. Hello. Um, I want to talk about uh, the return of Marion Ravenwood. Okay. Now, one of the few things that I enjoyed about the movie, right? That really stood out for me. One is seeing Marion Ravenwood return. All right. That's Karen Allen. Um, When she, you know, she wasn't at the beginning of the film, but at some point she was captured and, you know, revealed. She, you know, comes on the screen and she's got this big smile and she has her her hands on her hips, and she looks at Indy and she goes, Indiana gives that look. Jones, and she Jones. forward right. and
1: completely passes by. You don't
0: know if she was going to punch him again, you know, like she did in Raiders. <laughs> but that, you know, Harris- that would
1: have been such a callback.
0: It, that would have been a callback, yeah. But it's something about their chemistry, Harrison Ford and Karen Allen, that worked from the very beginning. And I think, yeah. in my opinion, uh, hit, indy's relationship with anybody else See, the best relationship he's had has been with marion okay um so i i totally bought that they you know of course had an on again off again relationship I bought two even, of them. even after raiders you know the banter that took place when they saw each other for the first time and the reveal right now of course you saw it for the first time and you had no idea where this was going I'm just um, like, let's, let's talk about this character named Mutt Williams. Um, so, Mutt is a play by Shia LaBeouf, who is, well, at the time, he was an up and coming young actor. He was, you know, getting some recognition. And I think this, this film, The Crystal Skull, was going to put him in a position where this <laughs> film could make him a movie star. Um, Things didn't turn out the way as expected we'll talk a little bit more about Shia LaBeouf later on but his character Mutt Williams is this 50s you know cool kid um you know dressed like if you ever saw Happy Days you know I know I'm going way back you know he reminds me of the Fonzie character with the leather jacket he's got the hair you know and the he's comb. always got a
1: comb he's always like
0: the jeans he's got the, the bike uh so you know he's he's a rebel right so he he comes off as being he a rebel Doesn't
1: like school
0: but right he doesn't like school so yeah so of course he's gonna he's he's going to um he opposes the system you know anybody who is into education um you know books he's the opposite right but Is he really? I could
1: get where that, I could get where he comes from.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he seems, you know, he's kind of a, you know, a kid who pretends to be tough when he really isn't. He's like, he's got this uh, soft spot, hard goal. Um, So it turns out, once again, you know, there's spoilers. You know, this is from 2008. If you have not seen it, are you ready? Yeah. If
1: not, turn down your volume. We'll give you two seconds. What's what's the big reveal? One Mississippi, two Mississippi. Ah! And I'll give you a thumbs up when you can turn your volume back up. All right.
0: Okay, all right. So if you don't want to know,
1: Mud is Indy's son.
0: Right? Yeah. Okay. So now this is interesting. So how they met? You know, Indy is on the train going somewhere. Mud is on his bike, and he sees him from the window, and you know he talks about this professor that Indy knows. Uh, so Indy Harold got off Oxley. Oxley. So he got off the train. I keep
1: wanting to call him Oxford.
0: Yeah. So he got off the train and had this conversation. Uh, Indy, of course, is wanted by the uh you know the, the the US government you know for what his ties with Russia you know we didn't talk about the atomic bomb that took place at the beginning of the movie I think you know yeah oh yeah and
1: India escaped through a freaking refrigerator right
0: okay you know yeah careful all right what yeah so yeah that's always a topic that comes up whenever you talk about Canada with the crystal skull but yeah when we're talking about Roswell you know they're they are You know, we're talking about aliens had taken place uh, in New Mexico. But here there was a a site where they were testing out the atomic weapons and Indy was in the middle of it. And the only way he escaped was through a refrigerator. But anyway, so that's over. We'll just get that out the way. That's done. Okay. Uh, I'm just
1: now understanding why he didn't run. Because even if he ran, he wouldn't have been able to escape the the, uh, range of the atomic bomb within 10 seconds.
0: Well, true, like, right? I'm not by sure how similar yeah. a yeah. refrigerator was. Right, I don't know if you remember, but there was—I guess there were—a group of Russian soldiers who got into it to their tank and drove off, and, and they, they were still—they s- were, um, bye bye. Yeah, they were still caught but up in, in the blast. You know
1: what I find funny?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like Indy should have. Indy should have at least broken an arm on impact when that thing hit the ground, and then multiple other bones when it kept rolling.
0: Yeah. Let
1: alone the force of the atomic bomb blasting into the air and then slamming into the ground at such a high speed.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things that, you know, you really have to suspend disbelief. It's, it's, It's no different than in Temple of Doom, right? When they jump from a plane on a raft... And fall on this icy surface, and then they go off a cliff, and they fall into the to, to this raging river, and survive. That's okay, ridiculous. You know, that made I, yeah. more sense. It, it well, I don't know what's you know
1: because like this thing is, a raft is it's soft and it's made of rubber. Yeah, rubber.
0: <laughs> okay. So it's made yeah. of rubber, so okay.
1: I get I get why they survived. Well, Didn't they land in a river?
0: They did, yeah, but Keith, no one would survive anything like that. So to me, they're both outlandish stunts. That would never is, happen. I can't right. tell you which one is more outlandish.
1: I believe that one more, because if you're falling and you're in a raft and you land in water, first of all, water can break your fall. Like... It's not like you can fall from ten thousand feet in the air and survive by landing in water. It would have to be very deep to match, and then you'd have to be able to swim out in time. Like not like Minecraft makes it out to be, Good but point. it would still it would still help ease your fall.
0: Okay, all right. So you so if you took. That stunt versus the stunt with the refrigerator, which yeah, one do you think is the most? Yeah, he survived an atomic
1: bomb by standing in an ice box.
0: So the one that's the most outrageous would be the the one in, in the refrigerator, yeah, right? You,
1: know, you got two choices. <laughs> surviving falling out of a plane in yeah. a raft landing yes. in water, okay, or surviving a literal atomic bomb full on with, a, with an ice box. Okay. And then surviving at least five hits before okay. he managed to get out.
0: Unscathed, well, let's see what other people think. You know, which one do you think is the most outlandish? Stunt? India's
1: plot armor, lol. Yeah, yeah,
0: India India's has plot it's like armor. plus yeah.
1: 20 plot armor.
0: Uh, Alex says it's like the guy in Naked Gun 33 and the third. It was been so long ago since I've seen that one. Who was, pushed, and a half. Who was pushed, oh, 33 and a, yes, you're right, 33 and a half, who was pushed off the building and got up just, just fine just before getting eaten by a lion. What? <laughs> I know it's, it's these outrageous stunts. They're there for laughs. Um, you know, but of course there's nothing funny about an atomic blast. So Yeah, um, the
1: raft was arguably yeah, more laughable. I would
0: say the the raft, you know, was more for comedy, but you know, getting yeah. in the refrigerator trying to avoid a, a nuclear weapon, that's you know, that's serious business. I anyway. feel
1: like that wasn't done in good taste.
0: Yeah, I you know, so but it's it tasted
1: rancid to me.
0: I I think we talked enough about the refrigerator. All right. yeah, but that's, that's. I think
1: I'm gonna let go of this refrigerator.
0: Yeah, let's let go of the refrigerator. Okay, all right. So, hey, they don't make them like they used to. All right, so they you don't know, make
1: refrigerators like they used to well, apparently. That's what I meant. That's what I
0: meant. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, now we got the U.S. You know, the uh, the the government going after Indy, watching his every move because they think. Can I tell you be, why? Well, he, he thinks maybe that he's he's working with the Russians. You know, so they had to keep an eye on him. You know, and communism was actually, you know, something that was. It know, was quite the back issue there. back in the yeah. day. Yeah. But one of the scenes that I liked from the film was the motorcycle chase. You know, with. oh
1: that was cool. With, Remember yeah, when they cool. went yeah. into the university? Yes. And Mutt did that cool move where he like slid under. Under the, the tables. tables. Yeah,
0: I thought that was that was a. Good and start. Indy
1: was just kind of like. Ugh! Yeah. He wasn't even on the bike. <laughs> He was just sliding on, on, on tiles. Yeah,
0: talk about a great stunt. Now, that was a very good stunt. That, that was wonderful. I mm-hmm. think that was probably the best stunt in the movie.
1: Pretty much all of Mutt's bike tricks were the best part.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I like that.
1: Although, for some reason, he had a mustache in, in like, he, he didn't have a mustache at the beginning. And then, for some reason, he just grew a mustache spontaneously and had it for the rest of the movie.
0: Well, I mean, he didn't have a razor with him. You know, like, you know, maybe days had passed. You know, throughout the the movie, and you know, we didn't see it, we didn't know, but you know, and nobody wants to watch all those
1: days go past.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. So, so about Shia LaBeouf's performance, I thought he did a very good job. He did a pretty good job. Like I said, they were hoping that this was going to make him a star of this film, and it didn't happen. So, but we'll talk about. I also
1: think it was good. I think his performance was actually great. I mean, okay, except for the part where he started swinging like Tarzan, like oh, oh. yeah, so, <laughs> like yeah swinging, was... swinging with the monkeys. That was ridiculous. Yeah,
0: they, yeah, you know, right. Like I said, you know, there's some things I like, some things I did not like.
1: Also, the killer ants that just oh, swallowed yeah.
0: people. Yeah, that
1: was whole. That was that wasn't even scary. That was just dumb.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll talk about the ants. All right, so we talked about Marion, we talked about uh, Mutt Williams. um. To me, those are the two, outside of Indy, those are the three characters that you really need to know. And Arena, we talked about Arena. All right, so let's talk about the the visual effects. Uh, Alex. Alex says, yeah, Indy surviving the nuke was a bit ridiculous. Just about as ridiculous as Jack Bauer seeing a nuke exploding in 24 season 6 and not being blinded or injured or killed. I was
1: about to bring up 24. Like, nobody wants to see, like, 24 hours passing in between these movies.
0: Yes, right, but 24 is actually a series. I don't know if you knew this. but I know that, and okay. every
1: episode is, is an hour log I... as an hour of that guy's life.
0: That's exactly right, yeah, oh, no. yeah. make up yeah. an entire day. Yes, that's exactly how it works, yeah, but that was, yeah, 24 was a very popular show at the time. Yeah, so let's talk about the, the visual effects. Um, so every indie film has so, some type of visual effects, right? Um, Usually it
1: has to do with the main character at me, um, main antagonist getting um, burned, falling, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever whatever these people throw at us. Right.
0: Well, to me, the visual effects that were done in the first three films are pretty much, well, maybe uh, The Last Crusade might have been computer generated, but I don't think there were computers back then. But a lot of it was manual... Um, yeah, Raiders that effects,
1: was done by him, right? Temple of also done right. by
0: So, this I movie mean, is in a position where it does have the technology to create things from a computer, yeah, I mean, this is yeah, 2008, CGI. So, right, it's so, not as
1: advanced as today, but they still have plenty of good technology to use. Yeah.
0: But it, to me, it doesn't fit Indiana Jones because we're used to the practical effects, right? So, we we're talking about the ants. Um in, in in Raiders, you know, we had real snakes, Temple of Doom had real bugs, the Last Crusade had real rats, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, CGI ants. I you know, I just didn't uh, make any sense to me. So and Yeah,
1: it, I didn't even feel like the ants needed to be there. Cause they didn't really do anything. Right. I mean the main antagonist still survived.
0: Right. Yeah, and it didn't look scary at all. It didn't look creepy, it just looked strange. I'm you know? just like Yeah.
1: Except for that one shot when the ants were going into the guy's mouth, that was that was creepy.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. But
1: like, it just looks silly.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm like, how believable is it then? Ant is going to be able to devour a person?
0: Yeah. That's true.
1: That is physically. Physics does not allow that to happen given the fact that even though ants are strong and can carry multiple times their body weight, like they can't really carry a human because the humans should be able to fight them off and squash them.
0: That's a very good point, right? And you're right, right? Because they took this Russian soldier and turned them upside down and Threw them into the beehive um, or ant hive or whatever. The ant hill. Yeah, the anthill.
1: I, ant think, ant hill, I right? think that's what they're called.
0: Yeah, yeah, anthill. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it didn't seem right for Indy. Um the uh so they also had a truck chase, which was also computer generated. It didn't look real. Oh, and remember to the me. um
1: the snake that Mike used to pull indie and Marion out the quicksand? Yes, do you
0: think that was real?
1: No, it was it didn't look real. Yeah, I c I couldn't but tell. Something funny. You know, quicksand is not as bad as they make it out to be in the movies. So it's impossible for you to drown in quicksand unless you actively try to submerge yourself in the quicksand. Because the air in your lungs will hold you up. So what you got to do is move your foot in a circular motion to get it out and slowly pull it out. And then you kneel with that foot and start circling with the other foot to pull that one out and you're out the quicksand. Just like that, because it's slow as molasses. That
0: yeah, a... well, that's true. They should call it slow sand, <laughs> right? It's, there's nothing quick about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, you know, just want to talk a little bit more about the the look of the movie. So the first three films were done by a cinematographer named Douglas Slocum. So by 2008, Slocum retired, and he was not brought back. And Spielberg used another cinematographer named Janusz Kaminski who is an um, award-winning cinematographer. You know, he's worked on plenty of of Spielberg's movies like Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan. Um, But there was a scene in the beginning, you know, when, you know, they're pulling Indy out of the backseat of this car and he's being questioned by Arena. At at one point, it looked like that it was shot in, in an exterior Outside, you know, maybe yeah. in a studio, but then later on it switched to an exterior shot, uh, filmed inside a a, a soundstage.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I think don't there know why some that paintings mixed into this. Yeah, too, but, then there there's some, you know, yeah, remember that shot, like the panned out shot where they started walking,
0: where all the like crates they are. didn't
1: stop, mm-hmm. like they, they stopped. Right at the border where the matte painting, where the matte painting began and the uh, set stopped, mm-hmm. and you could kind of tell because the hues were different because of the lighting.
0: Yeah, so the lighting looked a little different to it's me. It's kind of a, a mod
1: podge of different art styles. Yeah, like it was CGI. Yeah, then it was matte, and then it was all yeah. these other things.
0: It looked too advanced. You know, if that's yeah, know, like strange a, to say for an Indiana for an Jones Indiana Jones movie, film, right? It I should have that rugged. Old western look,
1: yeah. Like yeah. Indiana Jones has to be grainy, except yes. for Dial of Destiny, because I kind of get where they're coming from. Like with Dial of Destiny, it's the 80s, the,
0: so, s- the 60s, actually, yeah. 60s. the late 60s, yeah. Because, yeah, it was, yeah, so the 80s, I don't know if
1: okay, the 60s may,
0: may be around, yeah, well, maybe, yeah, but no, this is taking place during the space race, so this okay. is the end of the I 60s, see. yeah.
1: Okay, so, like, the 70s, I'll say, because that's, Mm -hmm. all right, so, like, this is taking place in the 70s, you know, cameras are a lot more advanced, like, cameras shooting in color are a lot more widely accessible than they used to be, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I kind of get why that'd be more high resolution, but, like. Crystal Skull just didn't really fit in with the others for multiple reasons. Gotcha. Like, in every other movie, Indy was kind of chasing, like, some rare artifact. But this Crystal Skull was just convoluted for so many reasons in so many ways.
0: Yeah, I still couldn't get why this Crystal Skull, what did it do? Why did the Russians need it?
1: Yeah, and more importantly, like why why did they hypnotize Oxley and then they tried to hypnotize Jones with it too?
0: Right. So yeah. at the oh, oh go ahead. I'm You're, just
1: saying I don't I don't get it.
0: Yeah, at the end of the movie. Um, so let's talk about the kingdom, I guess. You know, you know, for lack of a better word, when they finally find the the alien or the aliens, there's this door that Indy has to enter, and he has to you know find a way to open the doors. And the way the doors are open, it kind of reminded me of the door to the portal. The
1: world between in the worlds. World
0: between wor- yeah, right. The the world between worlds, you know, where you Even had- Even though
1: like came a literal decade later. Yeah,
0: but I wonder if that was any type of inspiration for uh, for the world between worlds. But I thought it was interesting. I was like, wow. But, and then in addition to that, once he got, well, Indy and, and the group got past the doors, there was a portal,
1: yeah. right?
0: Yeah. So, like, wow, a portal back in 2008. I I totally missed this back then. But there was a portal. Uh, unfortunately, some people were caught up in a portal, not knowing where they were going. Um, so there was a line at the end of the movie that I did remember, like, but I didn't understand what it meant at the time when Oxley said, well, Indy says to Oxley, uh, where did they go? In space? And Oxy says, no, they're in the space between the space. It's like, okay, well, you know, like really, I really had no idea what that meant. But now that I've seen it again, he, what he's saying is they're in a portal somewhere. Nobody knows, you know, they're not in space, but they're in another world or another time or another dimension. Okay. You know, no. Yeah. so that was interesting. It just reminded me, hey, I'm a Star Wars fan, right? So it reminded me of that, the multiverse, you know, you know We've been seeing portals all over the place. Oh boy. I these last couple enough of the last. Yeah, yes, speaking of the multiverse, right? And then the last actually my favorite part of the movie was the ending, which was the wedding.
1: Oh, that of, was
0: the best. Yeah, of Indy and 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 Marion, and you know, very nice, very, very, very cool. You know, like the colors, you know, like you know, muted colors or um it was it was very nice. And there's a scene where Indy's hat. For some reason, just flies in. Um The wind blows it into well, it the, the church the doors. Um,
1: it flew off the coat hat.
0: That's right. You're right. It was uh, right. So the doors are open of the church, and the wind blew inside, and it knocked the hat off the and then, the, the, coat, the, the hat rack. And
1: then Mutt grabs then it and picks it up.
0: Like, right, and he's about to put it on, and, and then, then
1: he, and he grabs it <laughs> exactly because the, the theme was about to play, and I'm like, yeah. we're about to the end on a good note!" Like da, 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 da. Psych.
0: Yeah, he didn't get to wear the hat, and uh, which was nice. That's that was a good ending, okay. Yeah, I
1: think that was funny, yeah, because it's like, yeah, Mutt's not taking the role of Indiana Jones. I, you know, Indiana Jones is Indiana Jones,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. No one can be Indiana Jones, but I wonder if that Ain't was no
1: single like me except me, Rocket Raccoon 20, there, there
0: 2014. I wonder if that was intentional. That at some point, you know, if they were going to do more Indiana Jones, that they might have um, had the idea of having Shia LaBeouf take over as Indy, young Indy, or Henry Jones the Third, as we find out, who, you know, who he is. Um, yeah,
1: what is up with people being named Henry and taking random names from dogs? Like mutt is a breed like a bunch of dog breeds mixed together
0: yeah good point And
1: indiana was the name of henry jones the first dog
0: mm-hmm. yeah i i don't like, know yeah
1: that's that's sad
0: yeah and then by the way you know we didn't talk about you know we talked about the reveal um we were a little you know i was still a bit confused as to yeah. how you know this teen you know i'm i expect that uh Mud is maybe like, you know, in his late teens, you know, okay, 20. okay How could he not know who his real father was, you know all this time, because Indy know?
1: wasn't really there?
0: Well, I mean that doesn't really have anything to do with Indy not being there. I mean his mother Marion knows who his father was so why didn't he why didn't she tell Mud that Indy was his father? You know, why did we have to why did we all find out at the same time? You know, I just thought that was very interesting. And Indy had no idea that he had a son until that point. But didn't know his father was Indy. So it was, it was very interesting. Anyway, back to the wedding. The wedding was very nice. Good ending. Um, okay. This- so
1: he's about 20.
0: 20. Okay. So, so- I
1: just looked it up. Raiders yeah. takes place in 1936, and Crystal Skull takes place in 1957.
0: That so that
1: sounds means about right. that Mutt has to be around 20 years old. Yeah, 20. Yeah.
0: That, that. Yeah, that that checks out. Um,
1: Story checks out.
0: So apparently, this movie made more money than all the Indiana Jones movies. So it made because there were
1: more people than ever.
0: Probably. Probably
1: after three films of Indiana Jones, the Indiana Jones fans had had time to have their own generation of Indiana Jones fans, and both those generations went to see this movie.
0: That makes sense. I get that. I
1: expect Dial of Destiny to blow everything else out the water too. That's quite. Now that the generation that saw Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull has grown up, they're they might even have their generation to go see Dial of Destiny.
0: You got three generations Ah! at least, maybe seeing the Dial of Destiny. I get it. Yeah, I get it. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So. um, Serial
1: multiplication.
0: There you have it. All right. So
1: I'm calling it that.
0: So, so okay, so I, I mentioned that you know this is the movie that made the most money. Uh So here's what happened with Shia LaBeouf. Okay, when the movie came out, you know, it was divisive. You know, people, you know, people liked it. Some people, most people, did not like it. Um, Shia LaBeouf blamed himself for the movie failing. Right, so he. Started talking to the press and telling the press that you know, you know, you know, I don't know the exact quote, but on the lines of, well, you know, I could have done a better job. Uh, The movie was not very good because of me, Um, and you know, and then no one. Then he mentions, you know, he drops some names and says, "Well, well, Harrison Ford wasn't very happy with the movie either. So he's speaking for Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, you know, had some choice words for him. Uh, so the, the two has never worked again. Um, I don't even know. It, even if that means that we're not going to even see Shia LaBeouf in Dial of Destiny, chances are no because of the, you know, the, the bad blood that happened after this movie came out. So, and, you know, you know, that's the way it goes, you know. So, you know, four's point is, you know, okay, well, if you're gonna talk bad about the movie that you were in, you know, do it behind closed doors. You know, you don't go to the press and tell people, you know, well, this movie wasn't, you know, that good. You know, I could have been better. So that's what happened. So we'd be lucky to see Shadow LaBoof in the Dial of Destiny, is what I was gonna say. All right. So I think we covered everything regarding
1: all right,
0: Kingdom of the Crystal <laughs> Skull. All right.
1: Everybody get your flame-proof suits, because I'm about to start a fire okay. over our next All topic. right, so
0: we're going to talk about The Flash. You know, we saw The Flash this past weekend. Again, we don't normally cover DC films. Yeah, you know, I not, said we not, not do this. that we have this. anything against I mean, DC films, but we just don't cover them. Yeah. Um, you no, know, Marvel's Us our thing.
1: DC couldn't make the connection. Yeah,
0: Marvel's our thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so but we bought
1: tickets to to the Flash,
0: yes, okay, and we
1: did a review Uh with our friend Jared. It should be up,
0: yeah. I I don't know if we posted it, we'll get that up there. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll post that
1: soon because that's a bit more in depth. And this is a spoiler
0: review, everyone. So if you've not seen the Flash, you know, you could turn away, you could turn us off, and then come back, but we're gonna spoil it.
1: But, uh, um, my personal take on the Flash. It was a muddle buttle tweedle beetle poodle paddle battle on a poodle eating noodles I think that was ridiculous. Like The entire premise was that Flash went back in time to put a can of tomatoes in his mom's cart because he was talking to Ben Affleck. And he was like, you know, well, if you interact with these people, if you step on the wrong blade of grass, you have no idea what implications that could have. And he's like, I don't even have to interact with them. I could just push the can of tomatoes in the cart. And then something just randomly knocks him out his portal. He ends up back in time and has to teach himself, like a younger version of himself, how to use his powers while not having his own powers. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, he... French fries himself. And then Kara helps him French fry himself. And then. <laughs>
0: well, you have to explain what that means. French fries. So all right, he so wanted to get his power back. He but, lost his power. Yeah.
1: And the way he was going to get it back was by recreating the accident that gave him his powers with all the lab chemicals and everything. Gotcha. So, you know, Kara had to help French fry him. And then it worked. Apparently. Yeah. And then they all die. Every last one of them, except for Flash 1, is dead.
0: Okay. All right.
1: And in a literal just flurry, you know, everyone was dead. Like, um, Batman flew into a ship. uh, Zod drained the life energy out of Supergirl. And then Dark Flash proceeded to kill the other version of himself so
0: okay all right let's stop for questions q a all right let's get everybody up to speed we just finished talking about indiana jones and the crystal skull kingdom of the crystal skull alex i haven't seen it uh the flash oh alex sorry and i'm waiting to see Good for you when it's on hbo max okay i have heard of it and what i've heard bothered me especially the cgi cameo deceased actors well okay uh, also well, from what I hear that that is true. That also for what
1: I hear, the Flashpoint animated film is much better than this film.
0: Yeah, well I haven't seen the Flashpoint film but I've also heard the same thing.
1: Wait, who was deceased that they brought back? Well oh Christopher Reeve. Christopher
0: Reeve, right? Uh George Reeves, you know, he was a television superman from the nineteen fifties. Yeah. But you know, I, I think Alice, you might be get um looking at it out of context. Um, there's a reason why they brought them back. I'll explain. You know, they my, brought them in my back opinion. for a brief scene, right?
1: Like they stared into like a little gap in time, and that was pretty much it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I saw Mateo the God, All right, hey Mateo, how are you? Uh, I didn't see the film because I despise Ezra Miller. A lot of people. All right, that- you know what? A lot of people gotta feel the same way. I to agree with you. All right, yeah, This is so. why
1: Flash made fifty-five million. Nobody wants to see this man running across the screen. Them? Okay, <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, that was my bad. Nobody wants to see them running across the screen. Mm-hmm. Like uh, nobody wants to watch that. Ugh. They kind of messed up. Like the point is, you know, this movie kind of flopped for a reason. Mm-hmm. If you if you catch my drift, well, and unironically, one of the opening scenes is that Flash is, you know, he's trying to save these people in a hospital, and he's catching a bunch of falling babies and a nurse and a dog. Yeah, I, you know,
0: it's hard to explain. If he you put one of them in a
1: microwave.
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It was. It- oh, and
1: before he did that, he decided to get some snacks to fuel his energy before he started throwing kids.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Can I go? Yes. All right. Here's my take on the film.
1: Stomp out the flames.
0: Here's my take. Now, the problem I think this film ran into is it's another multiverse movie, all right? And we've seen plenty now, many multiverse films, okay? Some that done it it well and some that did not, all right? Um, I put this in the category of in-between right? So it, some things it did pretty good, some things it didn't. But the point is, this film did not give us anything that we have not already seen, all right? For example, Alex, we were talking about bringing out these deceased actors back. I think what they were trying to go for was to Nostalgia. give you- Yes, that, but also give you a multiverse of Superman, Superman and Batman and Flash, all right? So in order to do that, they need to go back and say, okay, well, who are the Superman we're most familiar with? Who are the 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 the, the superheroes that we're we're familiar with? Bring back the Batman uh, from the past and bring them all together. Uh, and to me, it felt like a multiverse. It's no different than what we saw with um, uh, across the Spider Verse, right?
1: Yep, they copied some of yep. Marvel's greatest hits: Spider Man Two. Well, Across the Spider-Verse, so here's what it
0: so here's a problem with DC. All right. I think DC is so far behind the ball with the multiverse because you know how many years now since the first to death. Yeah, so we're going on two years now that Marvel has started doing films regarding the multiverse. DC is now catching up, and I don't think that was um, that was the intention. Yeah,
1: you're right. Because
0: DC, this film I believe was done. A while back or it got delayed because of the pandemic. The, the goal was to get this movie out years ago. But now that you know you're it's coming out now and it's coming out two weeks after Across the Spider-Verse, which did the multiverse which much better. Um, so it really left nothing for the flash to give us that we have not already seen. So because I think that was the, the issue I had with it.
1: Yeah, sorry. Yeah across the Spider-Verse, really put the final nail in the coffin. Like, what I'm saying is when Flash uh, Flash 2 kept going back in time to try to save Supergirl and Batman, that was reminiscent of What If Episode 4, you know, when Dr. Strange kept trying to save Christine, and she kept dying in so many different ways, and he was so broken over that.
0: What if Dr. Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
1: then they also copied Spider-Man 2 When Flash lost his powers You know gave up the suit To someone else And just kind of took a sidebar Before swinging back into things When he got hit a little too close to home Yeah, And then they also copied Across the Spider-Verse in the fact that They brought in other characters Mm -hmm. And then you know Just kind of them against the world
0: And also Oh go ahead And also, No Way Home, right? Bringing back uh, the oh yeah,
1: the the Batman from the past,
0: yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: And the weird part is, they didn't bring back Christian Bale, and they didn't bring back Robert Pattinson, which are arguably some of the best Batman in the franchise. Like Robert Pattinson just did his movie like last year, and um, spoilers. George Clooney shows up at the end of the movie in Flash's universe instead of Ben Affleck because, you know, I, I think he's, you know, kind of taken taking a back seat in the DCEU. But why did they bring in Robert Pattinson? Because Robert Pattinson is younger. He just played the role and had a smash hit of a movie. And I think people would be really excited to bring him back and see him amongst the Justice League members.
0: All right. Well, I... Your question regarding Robert Patterson, apparently, as far as I know, and I don't know why, but the Batman films that Patterson are doing are actually not a part of the Batman U- DC universe. I don't know why. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like a, I know that it's a, a one off. Yeah, they're, separate yeah, universe. standalone. Yeah. Right. Well, it,
1: so it has no ties to the DCEU? No ties
0: to the DCEU. Yes. I don't know why. <laughs> why be- well, yes, again, right.
1: This makes absolutely no sense whatsoever.
0: Let's go to the Q&A. Let's see what we have. Help me. Yes. Mateo, my brother said that George Clooney clip, it doesn't even look like Bruce Wayne. It just looks like old George Clooney.
1: (laughs) Honestly, the movie looks very cringe in my opinion. Yeah, Yeah, I cringe. Like, the, the, the way Flash winds up is he puts one leg in the air and he does this, like,
0: who runs like that i don't know you, uh, you have uh, uh, something you don't like about that pose but i thought it was very cool yeah, it just, I, it it's just cool. it's a flash pose yeah but yeah. flash
1: doesn't run like that flash runs like this you know he doesn't put a leg up in the air and he doesn't use okay. two
0: fingers well all right yeah that's that's okay apples yeah. and oranges okay all right that's okay i see what you're saying i see what you're saying Alex, that makes sense. I guess I find it a bit iffy to use CGI. Now, okay, good point. CGI and the deceased actors because they can't consent. But I concur with your multiverse point and agree DC is behind a copy of Marvel.
1: Now, I'll tell you something. Like, I feel like DC is so looking to compensate for their past failures that they're taking notes from Marvel, but they're not caring to change them enough. Like, you know how when you copy your answers off your friend for your homework, which I've personally never done, Good. But, and you chase them just enough that nobody notices, but so much that you're not putting in much work? I yeah, know. well, DC did that, but they didn't really bother changing anything. Uh, well, okay. All they changed was the characters.
0: Well, here's the thing with... So... And this thing goes on in the comic books, right? If you go back to the comic books you know, years back, some of these artists and writers have written on both sides, right? So you would have a writer who started working for Marvel, and then for whatever reason, they up and leave and decide to work for DC. So you have the same writers and artists that are going back and forth between DC and Marvel, and sometimes the storylines tend to be very similar. So you're getting the same story told over and over and over, maybe in, a, in sort of you know slightly different ways, but it's still the basic story. And I think that's because there are you, thousands of characters out there, hundreds of characters, thousands of comic book issues that have gone out for the last 50, 60 years. You're going to tend to tell the same story because you ran out of ideas. I mean, yeah. honestly, and I think but that's what's happening with the films as well.
1: It's something that annoys me <laughs> Yeah, is the fact that I just feel like there was too much unexpected death, Like, well, I get the yeah. fact that to make a good movie, you mm-hmm. know, you got to make some sacrifices. Personally, I was fine with that. But the fact that they went for all the characters, like, like they really brought in Supergirl and Batman for moneymakers, I feel like. Because Supergirl was on screen for about 30 minutes, and then she was dead. Batman was on screen for, like, an hour, about 20 minutes in costume, and then he was dead. Mm. Like... And then other Flash, he was in, like, the the entire movie. And then he was dead, too. And then Dark Flash was dead. And then Flash's mother was dead. And then Flash's father was in prison, but he got out. You know, that was happy. Yeah. Yeah, finally.
0: I got you. I got you. Now, by the way, I'm a big fan of Michael Keaton's Batman. I thought Michael Keaton did a great job in the film.
1: Yeah, until they killed him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sasha Cali, who plays Supergirl, she is fantastic. I think she's going to be a superstar, right? I hope they bring her back in her own film. But I thought she was really good. It was a small yeah, role. Yeah,
1: maybe they would. Maybe they could put her in like yeah. the actual DC universe, like the one where the Justice League exists.
0: How about that? Yeah, because so there is, she is a needs Supergirl,
1: but that's in the Arrowverse with the Flash, Arrow, Superman, and Lois, Supergirl, that stuff. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, wh- wherever they could put her, they need to put her there because she was. She stood out.
1: I wonder if Titans is in the Arrowverse.
0: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So, like I said, it's not the worst DC movie that I've seen. Um, I'll tell you here, I'm not a fan of the the Snyderverse. I'm not a fan of the Snyderverse. (laughs) Now, but there is still some remnants of the Spiderverse. The Spiderverse. There's still remnants of the Snyderverse. In the flash, which I don't understand because all right, so Zack Snyder had a way of of, of you know shooting his films, you know, Justice League and Batman V Superman. He likes to slow things down a lot. Yeah. Okay. So, so there's now- a lot of slowing of 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 action scenes. <sighs> it never made any sense to me. An action scenes should never be slowed down. Supposed yeah. be it's supposed to be exciting.
1: Fast paced. Like everything right? it's supposed to be like. Oh, like, yeah. right. but, but, the, but my I, issue I, I, is yeah, I every never time the is running yes it slowed down like there's some scenes where it made sense like where he was catching all those kids because yes. if that was if that was fast pace you know it wouldn't really have made any sense because it would have just been an orange blur catching things out the sky mm-hmm. but like everything else didn't need to be slowed
0: yeah, I, I you know, I can well, understand it every once in a while, maybe, but you like know, I maybe
1: if just, Flash
0: can is, we just get away from it, you know, like just yeah. run it real time. Yeah, like we'll maybe get if it, Flash we'll understand is running yeah. like
1: really quickly and then he's charging up for a super punch and then they slow mo the impact. Yeah, I'm fine like with that, that makes more sense yeah, and then but, bring it back to fast pace just to show how hard he can hit.
0: Right. But if you're running, you're the flash. And they use you know you're moving quickly and but you're slowing down. Like, what is the point of being called the Flash?
1: Yeah, if you you know, like, like I get the quick. reason why is that Flash sees everything in slow motion.
0: Oh, we don't need to see it in slow motion. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like we don't need to see it right. in slow it motion. Nothing to you do can with see that the through the orange lenses that right. you can pop out we of your out, you out of your helmet.
0: Yeah, yeah. We exactly. just want
1: to we just want to see you beat some bad guys up. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, something that angers me mm-hmm.
0: something else oh you mean the the, the slowing down yeah no but oh, something um, else.
1: so you know how zod yeah. keeps catching flash how is that possible like i get that he's super strong because he's a kryptonian but how can you catch a literal blur with one hand without even looking at him
0: good point like flash should
1: have at least been able to get the jump on him
0: yeah well
1: i get that a hand-to-hand combat zod would win without a scratch on him in theory but flash should be able to at least shock him
0: yeah and another interesting thing about this movie i mean we had zod you know he is the villain but he and he wasn't, wasn't that good. No, he, he wa- was
1: on screen for like twenty minutes. Yeah, he
0: was not in the movie long enough, you know. So I don't know. Yeah, he
1: wasn't in the movie so, long enough to even establish his role. Right, he just came in, killed two of the greatest main characters, and then walked out.
0: Yeah, I, I don't understand his role. You know, he's a he's a Superman villain, and I didn't yeah. know why he Superman. was a Flash. The villain in a Flash movie. Yeah,
1: like I get that he was um, after Supergirl as yeah. a parallel, but like, right?
0: But yeah, they didn't that. really explain that 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 too much, you know. So, uh, so what do you think out there? So let's see your Q and A. Let's see. Let's look at the comments. Alex, laugh loud. The only thing I get for slowing down, I get for slowing down the Flash is because the faster you go, the slower things go for you. But yeah, it seems silly to slow the Flash down. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I guess so, but it just like visually, it doesn't look right to me. Like, you're the Flash. You need to be fast, right? No one ever says when Superman flies and he's trying to get to a destination, "Hey, Superman, slow down." That
1: yeah, like you don't you, see. You, Super- you're not gonna see that. You don't see Superman going.
0: Yeah, like there's a rocket ship coming right at him, and you know, as Superman is is on a collision course, he's not gonna. Like,
1: like Superman's not like.
0: Get come on, man. Like connect, you know, right. So it's like it doesn't make any sense. So the, it's the same way.
1: The flash,
0: you know, flash needs to be fast. Superman needs to be fast. Batman, you can slow down, I guess, because he's not
1: that well fast. He, he was slow to begin with.
0: <laughs> he's not that fast. Though. I mean, they
1: brought back George Clooney and that makes him even slower. Oh, easy, easy. <laughs> easy.
0: See Zod might have super hearing and super speed. Never thought of that. Super hearing. And hear him coming, and be fast enough to catch him. Other than that, I can I can't see why he could stop him. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah. the
1: thing is, you know, Flash is faster than the speed of light. True. He's so fast that he can run through time itself. So I can't plausibly can't see, see how Zod would be able to see him, let alone hear him at that speed. Right. I got like you. you can hear a hummingbird beating its wings at like. Two hundred beats a second. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not its heart. That's just its. That's just its arms. Its no, I, wings beating. But like, if a hummingbird was beating its wings at a thousand beats a second, you wouldn't be able to hear it that much because it's going so fast that sound itself is slower than it.
0: I got you, Keith. I. Uh, they, they didn't do a good job explaining. Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: And they really did a cop out with the spaghetti thing. Like basically, what they said was, you know, you think of time as linear, like this piece of spaghetti, mm-hmm. crack. That's not how it works.
0: Right? Yeah. Good. And that's then a good point. He you brought you know, up the spaghetti. a yeah. bowl
1: full of spaghetti, and he's like, time is like this. There's points where it can um, intersect. Mm-hmm. Inevitably, they all meet at some point, mm-hmm. but yeah. everything else can be different.
0: Yeah. I- I actually like the idea of, well, I like how you know Bruce was trying to explain you know. Um,
1: yeah, but how does Bruce know more about the multiverse than the person who literally came through time in the first place? Like, this is a guy who's been retired for years.
0: True. True.
1: How... Uh, what was his experience with the multiverse? Batman has never known the multiverse.
0: Yeah, it seems like there's some plot holes as well in this film, so you're right. Okay. Uh, Matteo, I saw you, uh, saw your, uh, your cue. Uh, the comment, yeah. Yeah, apparently Michael Shannon's performance was very dull because he didn't really want to be there. It says a lot about the film. That is true. Um, he really wasn't given any guidance as to what to do, so he just showed up and they... Just tell him, okay, stay in here, do this, say this, collect his money, go home. So so that's what happened. So mm-hmm. but that's fine. Pop a popcorn. Hey Katie, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Hello. Yeah. Um Alex. Mateo Mateo,
1: Mateo the God of three good, good, good points. points. I think Grant Gustin would have been better. Thanks, Alex. And that's a very um, good
0: point. Why wasn't was Grant Gustin a part of the, the multiverse? Yeah, they you know, should have done that. I'm pretty yeah. sure
1: they met at some point. Sure. But like why? Did they not include Grant Gustin?
0: I don't know. I don't know.
1: He was so much better. Yeah. I've seen like four episodes of that show, and I already prefer Grant Gustin over Ezra right. Miller. Right.
0: Now, uh, going back to Ezra Miller, I thought Ezra did a very good job. You know, I'm not a fan either, but I thought it was, you know.
1: Flash, the Flash show came out before the um, – Ezra did. Yeah, the last show came out before Ezra was even a part of this. Yeah. It started in 2014.
0: His performances, you know, like he's, you know, acting off of uh, himself, was fine, you know, and and I I, I like the difference between the older Barry and the the teenage Barry, and that was well done, and then the interaction that Barry had with his mother was very, you know, effective. Uh, So... Yeah, but I I don't think Ezra did a, a bad job. I thought it was done very well. the The performance was very well. So, but I understand. Again, you know, they are polarizing. You know, they. It that's what happens. You know, so some people showed up to see them, and most people did, did not, not, and or most did not. So, and that's the reason why what? part of the reason why the movie only made about sixty million
1: dollars. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh personally not happy yeah. with that.
0: All right, so yeah, well, as we wrap up, let us know if there are any other comments or, or questions that you have regarding the flash. But that was pretty much it. Again, to me, is just a matter of timing. That did this movie in. You know, this, at this point, we've seen so much about the multiverse. I don't honestly, I don't even know how long this multiverse storyline can go. I mean, we got, you know, we're gonna have Beyond the Spider Verse next year. We're gonna have that. Maybe Loki is is, is still a part of the multiverse. So.
1: I mean, At some point,
0: this has got to end. You know, they have to come up with something else because I, I, we've seen too much of the multiverse.
1: For reference, Flash made fifty-five million opening weekend. Yes. These are this these the following numbers are totals for the uh, the open for the entire yeah, time overall, right, that yeah. the, the show was running. Yes, Justice League made 60, 60, 60, 657. six hundred fifty-seven million dollars. Yeah. Batman v Superman made 872. Man of Steel made 668. Far From Home made 1.1 billion. No Way Home made nearly 2 billion. Endgame made nearly 3 billion. Homecoming made 880 million. Yeah. So, where do
0: other you think movies, The Flash is going to fall overall?
1: I think maybe 200, 300 million.
0: US, right?
1: Yeah, US dollars.
0: Yeah, US. It might get up to five. They might do half Maybe. a billion, but um, it's you know if you compare it to these numbers, you now know the only thing it's, is it's not a successful film.
1: The movie was budgeted at yeah. around two hundred twenty million. Yeah,
0: so so the a, problem is if deep, they're going to recoup loss. their losses, yeah.
1: they're going to have to repeat opening weekend five times, to- four times actually, exactly yeah. four times. You recoup all the money they spent. Yeah, and, and then they want actually profit, so five times.
0: Yeah, and then the top the competition is just going to get more competitive.
1: Especially <laughs> you know? because the Spider Verse has already slayed the multiverse. Yeah, and then when Beyond the Spider Verse comes out, it'll be an absolute box office. G. it'll probably bring in a billion.
0: Yeah, well, I'm referring to the movies that are coming out because you've got a new movie coming out every week.
1: Exactly. You had Elemental, Across the um, Spider-Verse, this movie, Dial of Destiny. This month is really crowded.
0: So it's not great that the first weekend only made this much money. And usually there's a drop-off after that. So I don't expect this going to.
1: Because opening weekend is when most people want to see it. And then they make less money because most people have already seen it.
0: Right, exactly. All right. Okay. All right. So as we wrap up, you know, again, final Q&A, Alex. Yes, there are plenty of multiverse movies with everything, everywhere, all at once being the best. Yes. Can't forget about that one. That is true. Awesome review, guys. I always appreciate the points you both make. Thank you so much, Alex. We always appreciate having you on, on the live stream. So thank you. So you you really are, are engaged in our conversations and we just love talking to you. Maybe more Quantumverse from Ant-Man Films. We still have right. a lot to learn about the quantum physics too. What do you think,
1: Keith? <laughs> I think I, I think got an
0: I, opinion on your quantum mania as well. But no, we're not actually, gonna go I like quantum Okay, all right, well, good. All right, I'm just tired. Wally West, Flash. Yes, Wally West. Yeah, how about that? You know, that's a possibility. You know, get rid of Barry, bring in Wally. As a matter of fact, I you know, can't I mean, see I why. I would
1: not be averse to that. Yeah,
0: I you know because I feel of like us, we've
1: already had so many takes with West. Barry Allen. Like yeah. Just kind of, you know, get a new flash.
0: Yeah. There's always another flash. So, all right. Well, Keith, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Where can people find us?
1: You know where to find us.
0: Okay. Very good. All right. So now for next week. (laughs) Now, what we have coming up, you know, uh, uh, in all seriousness, um, we did have a conversation with Clayton Sandell. We talked about his new book called Timelines. If you have not heard of it, it is a book uh, that just came out back in April where... Clayton and four other writers put it's together sick. a timeline of the entire Star Wars history. Um, so if you're not seen this book, you got to check it out. That's going to be up on our stream or our podcast very shortly. So look out for that. That is with Clayton Sandell and Timelines, his book Timelines. Okay. Um, so Secret Invasion dropped tonight, today, this morning, 3, 3 a.m. We have not seen it yet. We do plan to review it. Sunday for our Sunday live stream. So if you're around Sunday, uh, time to be determined. Uh, I believe it's seven thirty, but we'll get back to you on that to make sure you know that you know you have we giving you the correct information. So we'll do our review of episode one this coming Sunday. Uh, Next Wednesday uh, is open at the moment, but we'll uh, we'll have something going on for Wednesday as well. All Mm -hmm. right and uh potathon 2023 if you were here last year we did a -a potathon that is a marathon with star wars podcasts. that was done on a saturday that is coming back in september we are fortunate enough to be a part of it again this year so look out for that more information on the potathon coming up as well all right i think we're done I think we're done. Okay. All right. So thanks again, everyone. This was wonderful. This was fun. Until next time, don't forget our race to 1,000 subscribers. So we're close. We're about 49 subscribers left. So tell your friends, tell your family members. If they're not subscribers, they need to. All right? It's very easy. So thank you once again if you're listening or watching us. So until next time, take care, and we and will see, see you again. You.